Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we're about to have with you, O Lord God. And I pray, Heavenly Father God, that your Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Heavenly Father God, I pray for the people of Ukraine, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord. I pray that your heavenly host of angels will encamp round about them, O Lord God, to keep them safe with this onslaught of this evil that would be coming upon them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. It is clear to us, O Lord God, as your children, O Lord God, that evil is real and that it is in the midst of that country and coming upon that country, O Lord God. So I pray that for the people there, I pray for the leaders that are there, O Lord God. I pray for their president, Zelensky, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father God, for all of Europe, O Lord God, that, that Europe shall be protected, O Lord God, from the onslaught of this evil in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for the leaders of this country, the United States of America, O Lord God, that they will be given wisdom and that they will follow follow the, the inclinations of thy Holy Spirit to guide them, O Lord God, to, to lift a hand to do what needs to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, that your perfect will shall be done and that this evil that is being perpetrated shall come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify thy name, O Lord. I pray that you speak to the hearts and the mind and the spirit of every single listener that would be out there today. For those that do not yet know you, Lord God, I pray that they shall come to know you through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1. I'm glad you could join us here today. And as I said in the prayer there, we see that there is evil all about us and and, uh, um, and, and, and it continues, you know, and uh, um, the word of God speaks quite a bit about, about evil and about us having faith. And it is during these times that we would tend to sometimes our faith falters when we see so many people uh, in pain and so many people hurting and everything. And sometimes we forget that God is indeed very much in charge, you know, and we just have to have faith knowing that he is in charge and that he will indeed have, uh, have his people to be victorious over any evil that is coming coming their way but it's during these difficult times that I said sometimes our faith our faith falters and and we doubt that God is with us sometimes we actually start wondering Lord where are you sometimes we even start doubting whether God is real you know and who he says he is you know and let's be real about this you know and you know many of us here uh, uh, in, in this country in my country and, and listening to this message you know you know God forbid that you ever ever have to experience what the people of Ukraine are going for but at, at when times like that are happening sometimes we, we human beings we start wondering God if you're there where are you and and our faith winds up faltering you know and we start wondering God are you indeed who you say that you are and of course we know that he is and God knew that we would struggle with unbelief and doubt uh, um, during times like this and God has spoken very assuring words uh, to us through the Bible you know through his word which is indeed the Bible you know and it talks quite a bit about us believing and keeping the faith especially in times of, of, of turmoil in times of tribulation you know and starting with believing because that's what I want, want to talk about today is believing you know do, do you really believe 
you know, in your heart of hearts that you really, really believe that God is who he says he is and that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And do you believe in the whole, in the work of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. So it starts with, with believing, you know, and a very basic definition, according to Miriam Webster, you know, the word, the word believe means to accept something as true, to accept something as genuine, to accept something as real. So in the final analysis, what it really means is that do you believe that what God says is true? Do you believe that God is real? You know, do you believe that God is genuine in everything that we read about God in the Word? In the Word, you know, in Scripture, the uh, belief for salvation is a critical condition of our lives. Okay, belief for salvation is critical in our lives. That's where it really, really starts for us as, as, as uh, Christians on our journey. You know, you know, we have to believe that salvation is real and that it, you, you, you need to be saved. You know, and with that, why don't we go to Romans 10. Romans 10. Romans 10, verse number 9. Romans 10, verse number 9. And as you're going there, those of you, if you don't have your Bible, why don't you hit the pause button, run and get your Bible and maybe a piece of paper and a pencil to take some notes and, and a highlighter maybe to highlight scriptures. You know, it's most effective when you're listening to these messages if you can follow along with us and read, read the Word of God for yourself so you can see that this is not just my words, but this is the Word of God. And you can highlight, mark up your Bible for future reference. Amen. Okay, so Romans 10, verse number 9, and I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. It, uh, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay? So really the operative uh, verse there is num number nine, of course, the most famous verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So that's where it starts for us, okay? for us human beings. You know, especially if you're not saved, that you really have to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and believe it in your heart. That's the, the key part of that scripture there, believe in your heart. You know, many people can say, yes, I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. But in your heart of hearts, deep down inside, do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Okay. And if you do, then it says that you shall be saved. Amen. Amen. So today, with, with all that's going on, you know, and, and during these messages, stop and, and check yourself, you know, check your, your faith system, you know. Do you believe what the Word of God is saying is real? Is real. Okay. If we go to Acts number 4. Acts 4, praise the living God. Acts 4, verse 8, praise the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 4, verse number 8, we see there, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the imp impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ, that by the name of Jesus Christ, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. 
neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby you must be saved. Okay? So there's no other name. There's no one out there under heaven, according to God. Okay? There's no one out there in heaven that can save you other than Jesus Christ. Okay? Right? So, so this whole belief thing that we're talking about, it starts with our salvation and believing that by confessing Jesus' name and by believing in my heart that he is the Son of God, okay, and that he came, he went to the cross and died for my sins, that because of that, I believe in Jesus and I ask him into my life. That's the only way I can be saved. I'm sorry, there's no other name. There's no other name, okay? And I won't get into the side discussion of all paths lead to God and all this sort of thing like that. The Word of God, the Word of God, the only living God says that Jesus Christ is the way, okay? And by no other, let me read that again. Neither is there salvation in any other, no one else. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men. That's us, given among men, whereby we must be saved, okay? Jesus Christ is the only Savior, there's no two ways about it. He's the only Savior. Jesus is the only Savior, but the question is this. Is he your Savior? Okay. Is he your Savior? Ask yourself that now. Hmm, is Jesus Christ my Savior? You've got to personalize this. Is Jesus your Savior? And more than that, how much is he your Savior? How much is he your Savior? So, that's a strange question, Pastor Carr, Pastor Mike. That's a strange question. Is he, how much is he your Savior? Is he your Savior over all aspects of your life or only certain parts of your life? Okay. Right? When you say, Jesus, oh, yes, Lord Jesus, you know, you're my Savior. You, you know, when it, when it comes down to my health, I believe Jesus Christ, you know, I'm saved by Jesus, you know, because, but, because for my health reasons, all right? But when it comes down to your finances, is he your Savior? When it comes down to worry, is he your savior? When it comes down to fear, is he your savior? When it comes down to doubt, is Jesus Christ your savior? Okay, right? Do you believe that he is the one that can save you from, from, from being bogged down by all of these things of life? Okay, health, finances, family issues, your children, school, your job, whatever it might be. Do you believe that he is your savior over all parts of, of your life? Jesus is able to save us completely from sin. He's able to save us completely from anything that may come up in our lives, and we must trust him to do that, okay? You've got to have trust. You can't have belief in someone and then not trust him, all right? You're going through something in your life right now, and you say, oh, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe I am saved. But Jesus, I'm having a hard time kind of trusting and believing, you know, for being able to, pour my, uh, to pay my mortgage when I'm, I'm, I'm not working, you know, or because of this COVID stuff, you know, I've been, been off work for so long. How am I ever going to get back? And, you know, because of these gas prices today, can Jesus save me from, from, from not running out of money to buy gas? You know, you know, when is this all this going to end? Do you have faith in God? Do you have faith that Jesus Christ is your Savior and will be able to bring you through all of this? All right? Okay? All of this that's going on. Right, do you trust him? Do you trust him? You know, you know, do you trust him when you pull up to the gas station? I know I went out for gas just yesterday and before when I got left the house and got into the car, I prayed, Lord, let me be able to get into the gas station and out quickly without being having to wait online because I start seeing, noticing that lines are beginning to form, you know, and so on like that. And, and uh, I don't know if it's because of the gas prices or not, but I heard someone mention it in a newscast that lines were going to start forming. So I don't know if this is being self-fulfilling prophecy now that people are getting nervous. But don't get nervous about that. I prayed. I said, Lord, let me be able to get in and out of the gas station with no problems. And surely enough, I went there. There was one car in front of me, okay, one car. It happens all the time. I pray and I ask the Lord, you know, let me get into the store and get in and out quickly and let me be able to find what I'm looking for. I pray about things like that because I trust God to do that. That's the point I want to make, okay? You got to trust him, 
Okay, in this times that we're into right now, there is so much uncertainty and so forth. You know, you can't know, you, you, you can't believe everyone that you listen to. And I've pre preached messages on that before. You can't believe everyone that you hear, you know. And so, so you got to trust God. You got to believe that Jesus is there with you and, he, and God will bring you through. You got to trust him for it because there are so many false, false truths being told out there today. Okay, so, so, so many half truths being told out there today. Okay, so how much do you believe? Okay, how much do you believe and trust him? That's the most important thing. How much do you trust him? Okay, all right. Jesus is able to save us completely from sin. As I said, we must trust Jesus to do it. It is according to our faith that we experience the power of his saving grace in our lives. Okay, it's according to our faith. Okay, that has a lot to do with according to your faith that we, you were able to experience the, 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 the power uh, of, of Jesus in our lives. All right, and let's go to John 16. John 16, John 16, and we want to start with verse 29, okay, John 16, verse 29, and it says, his disciples said unto him, lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb, now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needs not that any man should ask thee, by this we believe that thou came forth from God, by this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I am not alone, because the Father is with me. This is Jesus saying it now, okay? I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. You want to have peace in your life? Okay, you want peace. We all want peace. Okay, that you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. Okay, there will be hard times. You will have things that are going on. Life is not always, you know, peaches and cream. You know, it, it, you will have tribulation. You will have difficult times. Okay, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay, in the world, you shall have tribulation. Oh man, the Lord knows there's tribulation going on over in, the, in Europe. Okay, Eastern Europe there. This tribulation, okay? Do you have faith? Do you believe that God will intervene? That God will do his thing in his time? Do you believe and trust God that, 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 that if you have family or loved ones or people that you know over there, do you believe that God can bring them through? In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. The good news is, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus is greater than all of this, okay? And it starts with your salvation, Okay, because when you have you have that salvation, it says that, um, uh, verse 33, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. All right? So whatever's going on in your life, this turmoil, this tribulation, whatever it is that's going on, if you trust and believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and that he is your Lord and Savior, that you will have peace, because it's a matter of you trusting him. Even though you can't see how things are going to work out, it's a matter of you trusting him, okay? And peace will come upon you, 
right. and I can't describe, you know, the, the physics <laughs> behind how that happens. But I know many times over the years, I certainly have been there when a trial or tribulation comes my way, just reminding myself that Jesus Christ is my Lord and that Jesus said that I'll have this tribulation. Okay, but to trust in him because he is greater than all of that, then I have a peace that comes on. Because you know what that does? It makes you realize that you don't have to rely on yourself to get out of the situation or for the situation to be handled or managed. You don't have to rely on yourself. You don't have to rely on another human being okay okay you've got the most powerful force in the universe there with you and that's the holy spirit of the living god okay all right all right he's in you he'll advise you give you words to speak if you're in a situation where something needs to be be said right okay but it's it's, it's just knowing that jesus is lord and that jesus is your lord that will give you that peace because you wind up trusting in it okay and that's a very very important part of this discussion Okay, we believe, they, they said that we believe that you came from God. And then Jesus said to them, do you finally believe? Okay, and I say to you today, do you finally believe? Do you really believe? And I hope that by the time this message is over, if you don't believe that you will come to believe and you will come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't already know him, that you will ask him to come into your life because he is the answer. None other name in this universe can save you. You need Jesus' salvation. Amen, amen, amen. And if we go to uh, Matthew 9, Matthew verse number 9, and start with verse number 20. Okay. We've been here before a couple of times, but verse number 20. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched him, uh, touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. All right. she, had, she had her mind made up. She knew that if I could just reach out and touch his garment, I'll be made whole. You see, you see she, she, had, she had such a commitment and determination right there because she believed that if she could touch Jesus, that she would be healed. Okay. The same thing should be with us. Okay, we've got something really going on. We should we should have such a commitment knowing that if I can just reach out to Jesus, and, and now of course he's not there for you to touch his garment, but you can reach out to him by way of your prayers. Okay, by way of, of, of praying unto him and speaking unto him. Yes, audibly speak to Jesus audibly. Okay, all right. If she had such determination, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus, but Jesus turned him. Uh, she said, but Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And what did he say there? Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Okay? All right. So, so we got in, in the preceding verses there and, and some other, uh, other the gospels there talk about her spending all of her money, you know, to doctors and things like that, trying to get healed of this issue of blood, but she, she was not healed. Okay? She, wasn't, she spent all of her money, wasn't healed. But, but Jesus said, Your faith has made you whole. Okay. Right. Same thing with us. You know, our faith can heal our situation, be it an infirmity, be it a physical healing, be it financial, whatever it is. Our faith can make us whole. Our faith can make us new again. Okay, if you reach out to Jesus and touch Him. All right. Verse eight, uh, twenty-three says, "And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, um, into the ruler's house, and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead.'" 
Bathsheba, and they laughed him to scorn. But when people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid rose. And the fame thereof went abroad into all that land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come in the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe you that I am able to do this? Believe you that I am able to do this? Do you believe that Jesus can do whatever needs doing in your life? Do you believe that Jesus can, 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 can relieve or eliminate the problem that's going in your life right now? Do you believe that Jesus can relieve you of the anxiety that you have over your situation? Do you believe that Jesus can take away the, the worry? What does he say? Believe you that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. So according to your faith, be it unto you. And verse 30, and their eyes were opened, and then Jesus straightly charged them, saying, see that no man know it. Amen? Amen? But again, then the key words there, according to your faith, be it unto you. Verse 29, then touched ye their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Okay? So according to your faith, be it unto you. Okay? Do you believe? Do you trust him? Do you believe he can eliminate your situation? Do you believe that he can take away the problem that you're worried about? Do you believe that, 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 that you'll be able to deal with whatever it is that might be before you? Be it unto you, according to your faith, be it unto you. All right? And that's a very, very important thing for us, for us to, to remember. All right? Of all the great questions asked in the New Testament, this question is critical. Asked by the Lord in verse 30 there, do you believe I can do this? This question should make you think about some of the awesome things that Jesus is able to do for all who will believe in him. Do you believe the people of Ukraine will be saved? Do you believe the people of Ukraine will ultimately be victorious? Do you believe that all of the turmoil that's going on in this country will indeed be dealt with? Do you believe that God is indeed faithful? Do you believe that we shall, we as his children, shall be protected over whatever is yet to come? The economy... Wars, rumors of wars, sickness, disease, such, such, such hypocrisy that would surround us. Do we believe? Do we believe? Do we believe? All right. That's an important thing to ask yourself. Okay. Do we believe him? Do we believe in him? In Matthew 9, 27, you know, as a matter of fact, why don't we go there, uh, the uh, 927 there, and the fame there went abroad into all the land. And when Jesus departed there, two blind, mind, two, two blind men, and you see, they were blind, and they asked Jesus, could they do this? Could he do that? And, he, and again, it was their faith that, um, that gave them their sight back. After Jesus had asked them whether they believed he could give them their sight, while he was performing the miracle, he said to them, according to your faith, will it be done? According to your faith. We must not separate this statement from Jesus' question, for the two must go together. While Christ is perfectly able to do things for us, we too believe. We ought to believe if we are to experience his awesome ability in our own lives. All right? Let me say that again. While Christ is perfectly able to do things for us, we must believe. It must believe if we are to experience his awesome ability in our own lives. Okay? All right? All right? So we have to believe that. It's good, not good enough to just know that he can do wonderful things. You have to believe that he can do wonderful things. He's able to do awesome things for us, but we must believe him to do them. And the measure of our belief will determine the measure of our experience of his ability. Okay, let me say that again. The measure of our belief will determine the measure of our experience of his ability. Okay, okay. So, 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 so how much we believe determines the outcome. Okay? Because if we don't believe, the outcome is negative. 
Okay? The more we believe, the greater we can experience the things of Jesus. All right? That's what Jesus is saying here. All right? We can't just go thinking, uh, 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 theoretically, this is going to happen. Okay? Theoretically, the Bible says this. Theoretically, you have to believe that what God said about his only begotten son is indeed true. Okay? And it's the measure of your belief. It's the measure. It's how much you believe. It's not just a passing thing. You know, it's more than just going to the church uh, for a couple of hours on Sunday and then the rest of the week simply ignoring God. The rest of the week simply ignoring Jesus Christ. The rest of the week simply ignoring consulting Holy Spirit for whatever is going on in your life. It's more than that. The measure of your belief determines the outcome, the outcome of success in your life. All right? It's the measure of your belief. Okay? How greatly you actually believe. The truth can be stated as follows. Jesus is able... Right? Jesus is able according to my faith. Remember that. Jesus is able according to my faith. All right? So your faith determines the outcome of Jesus' wonderful power in your life. Jesus' power is there. It's there. It's out there. But it's whether or not we decide to tap into it with the faith that if we tap into it, that my situation will be made whole. It'll be made better. Okay? It's the measure of that faith. All right? Nothing can alter this fact, but our actual experience of his saving ability depends upon our coming to God through him. In other words, upon our belief in him alone for salvation. No one else can save you. All right? There's so much, absolutely so much going on out there in the world, you know, and, 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 and sometimes it's time for us to stop and reflect and do some thinking. Um, we oftentimes, as children of God, think that uh, our walk in the Lord is, is, is so difficult, you know. It, it, it's, so, it's so complicated, you know, when, when it isn't, you know. Periodically, when things, especially when things pop up in our lives, we have to stop and ask ourselves, you know, what is the measure of my faith? How much do I really believe that Jesus can do this? You know, you know, I'm praying to the Lord, but I don't particularly see anything happening. Well, it goes back to knowing that things are done in God's time. But God's not going to let anything happen to you until he decides to do whatever it is he's going to do in your life. He's not going to let you falter. He's not going to let you go down the tubes, you know. But so many times as we progress our lives and, and we don't get overnight answers, you know, uh, we don't see things changing significant, significantly uh, over the last day or two weeks or a month or whatever, maybe even a year, you know, a year. I've had some things that took years actually to come to pass. But in the meantime, God certainly sustained me. You know, he guided my walk in him so I could continue his work, okay? Right? And then many times, it was months, and in some cases, years later, that things finally came to, to pass, all right? And even after then, you know, when things did come to pass, you know, Holy Spirit has this wonderful way and everything of showing you the reason why. Now, he won't always do that, but many times Holy Spirit will show you why things did take so long, you know, because God was moving things around in your life. God was removing obstacles that were before you. Those obstacles can be that are before you could be in the form of people. It could be in the form of circumstances. You know, you know, you know. There was a particular position that I was praying for many, 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 many years ago, many years ago. You know, and it took some time to come to pass. And when it did come to pass, God showed me that there was a couple of people and reorganizations of departments that He wanted to happen in order for me to become the head of that department. There were things that had to be done. Okay, but I didn't know that at the time. You know, and I had some anxiety, just wondering what was going on, all right? Okay. But what I'm saying to you is that God will do the same thing to you. And I'm sure there are many of you out there that are, that are listening to this message uh, are, are, can attest to the same thing. 
You know, it could be weeks, months, years even sometimes before God actually does what it is that he wants you to do. But the important thing is that, is that he will sustain you during that whole time. He'll sustain you. And during that time that you're waiting for this thing to materialize that you're praying for, okay, you keep on having the faith and the trust and belief that Jesus is who he says he is, that God the Father is who he says he is, that Holy Spirit is who he says he is. All right? And that you shall indeed prevail. You shall indeed be victorious. Okay? Don't look around you at what is going on in your home, in your community, in your state, in your country, in the world for that matter. Don't look around you and see what's going on. Remember that all we have to do is to trust God and believe. And believe. Because it is according to our faith that we will experience the awesome power of the Lord. Okay? It's according to our faith. Jesus himself said that. Nothing at all can alter this, this fact. Okay? Our actual experience of his saving ability depends on our coming to God through him, okay? upon our belief in him alone is salvation. Okay? If we go to Mark 9, Mark 9, Mark chapter 9, verse 17, and we see in verse 17 it says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he tears him, he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tore him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, Jesus asked his father, how long is it, is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway, straightway the father of the child cried out and said, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and, and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he arose. He arose. Powerful story. Powerful story. Okay. Here this person, this person had been possessed and tortured by a demonic spirit for a long time, for many years. For many years, from the time that he was a, a child. The father cried out. To Jesus to help him. Jesus asked him, do you believe? Do you believe? And he said, and he, and he said unto him, or what did he say? Uh, Jesus saw the people came running together. Thou deaf and dumb spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more. The father said, yes, he believed. And he cried out, Jesus, help my own belief. And Jesus spoke to that spirit and he came out. And he came out. And then he said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So I say to you today, if you believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Do you believe? I ask you again, do you believe? Okay. And if you do believe, if you really, 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 in your heart of heart believe, 
that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus can save, save your, your, your situation, can solve your problem. If you do believe that, then all things are possible. Okay, right. Don't look at your spreadsheet that you have developed. Don't look at your list of pros and cons, you know, which are, which are good tools. I use pros and cons lists and things like that. I use spreadsheets. All right. All, right. all I'm saying is that if I see something on that spreadsheet that just doesn't equal out, I've tried all of the equations that I've put in there and I just can't get it to balance or to do what I need it to do. I look at my pros and cons and, and, the, and the cons outweigh the pros and so forth. All right. All right. And, 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 and I don't know really what to do. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith in believing that God can do it, that Jesus can bring me through, that Jesus can bring me through. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. And that's you. That's you. If you can believe. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look like what may appear to be stacked against you. Don't look at, don't look at the two plus two equals four, you know, and no way around it. No way around, nothing, nothing shows that I'll be able to succeed. Nothing shows that this will stop. Nothing shows that I'll be able to, to make ends meet. Nothing shows, nothing. Else. Don't believe that. All things are possible to him that believes. Okay, And that's where we must make sure where we are at all times in our lives. Make sure that we are believing. Okay, How often we limit the Lord, how often we limit God by our unbelief. Let us ask believingly. Matthew 21, 22 says, And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Okay, all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Don't go to prayer. Don't go into prayer to God about something and you're not sure if it's going to happen. Okay, don't go to God in prayer thinking that you know, not really believing that He's going to answer. You're not really believing that He can bring through you out of the situation. Don't bring don't bring a prayer, a prayer to God where, where you're uncertain because right away you you know by the measure of your faith, okay, by the measure of your faith, by the measure of your faith. You will see things miraculously start to happen. So don't bring a prayer to God if, if you're not going to believe. Okay? One of the things that I always do, maybe you've heard me say this before, is that when you pray for something, the first time you pray, you know, you know, you know Lord, I need a new pair of shoes. You know, let's just say, Lord, I need a new pair of shoes. God heard that prayer. The next day comes, you don't see those shoes yet. You pray again, Lord, thank you so much. Or I believe that I have received those shoes. Your prayer has changed. The first time you asked God for those shoes, it was a prayer of supplication. You were asking him for those shoes. Now, believing and knowing that God heard you and that God answers prayers on the first day, knowing that he, that, 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 that he heard you and believing that he, he, he answers prayers and trusting him, on your next day, you don't say that same prayer again because if you say the same prayer, asking God for the shoes, that's implying that God didn't hear you the first time. So we don't go to God in prayer asking that same prayer, saying that same prayer, saying, saying those same words every single day. Lord, I need a new pair of shoes. 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 He heard you the first time he asked, you asked him. Okay. So on that first day, Lord, I need a new pair of shoes. On the next day, thank you, Lord, for I believe that I have received those shoes. Okay, that, that is, is reaffirming your faith and your belief that God has answered your prayer. Thank you, Lord God, for I believe that I have received those shoes. Have you received them yet? Do you have them in your hand? No, not yet. But you're believing. You're telling God, thank you, Lord, for I believe that I have received those shoes. Okay, day number three, the same thing you pray. Thank you, Lord God, for I believe that I have received them. You don't go back to day one, Lord, I need a new pair of shoes because God heard you. To keep repeating it is implying that God didn't hear you. All right. So you're thanking God. You're thanking God. You're thanking God. And then finally, on day 10 or whatever day it may be, 
Okay? When you get those shoes, when you finally get the shoes, then that's when you pray, thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, for I have received those shoes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay? Now, what this is doing is that this is reconfirming, it's reaffirming and, and, and confessing, and you are, you are proclaiming and confessing with your mouth, okay, that you believe that God has answered your prayer. Okay? And this reinforces your faith in God. Okay? It reinforces uh, uh, your belief that you've received those shoes. Okay? And you can apply that to any situation that's in your life where you're praying for something, because you may not get an instantaneous answer. Okay? You may not get it. God is doing other things in your life that you're not aware of. Okay, God is manipulating things in your life, removing obstacles out of the way, you know, laying cool green grass for your feet to walk on later on. And so he's doing on preparing the way. So you just keep confessing, thank you, Lord, for I believe that I have received it. Received it. Okay? Matthew 21, 22 again. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say unto you, Mark eleven twenty four. I'm saying the scriptures because we're not going to go there, but you can write them down if you have a pencil, paper. Uh, Matthew twenty one twenty two says, And and all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. Okay. Now that's the scriptures that 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 backs up what I was just telling you about praying. First prayer is, Lord, need a new pair of shoes. Then second prayer, the subsequent prayer, and on out is, thank you, Lord, for I believe that I have received those shoes. Amen? 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 Ask uh, which you pray and ask. Believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. Okay? Believe that you have... That, it hasn't happened yet. Believe that you have received them, and they will be granted unto you. The prayers. Okay? John uh, twenty twenty nine says, Jesus said to, said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. All right? Okay? Listen to this carefully. Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those who did not see and yet believed. Okay? This is Doubting Thomas here, you know? The thing of Doubting Thomas, okay? Remember, Jesus uh, had appeared uh, to the apostles in the room there, and uh, Thomas said, um, oh, I don't believe it, you know? It's the only way, I, way I'll believe it is if I can touch his hand and put my finger in his side and so forth, you know. And Jesus showed up. He said, here, handle me. Those were the words. In other words, touch my hand, touch my side. And Thomas said, okay, now I believe. Okay. In other words, he couldn't believe until he could see the physical evidence. Okay. What Jesus is saying here is, is that blessed are those um, 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 who, who, who did not see and yet believed. Okay. So we have to believe God before we see it many times. Okay. I mean, it's easy for us to believe something that you can touch. You know, you know, I can, I can touch this desk behind me. I can touch this podium. I can touch this piece of paper, and I know it's here. But if some, for some other reason, you know, I didn't see this table in front of me and this paper or whatever, and I needed to believe that it was there because God is telling me to, I have to take him by his word and believe that that table is there. Okay? Because it, 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 the real test of belief is when you do not see something that you believe it. No one has seen God the Father. We here in the 21st century haven't seen Jesus Christ. Do you believe that he exists? Or do you need, are you going to wait for Jesus to walk through your door before you can believe that he exists? You may be waiting a long time. Because God is, God is sovereign. I mean, God and Jesus can do anything they want to do. I mean, if he chose to reveal himself, then he, he would. But I'm saying, but we don't go through life, you know, saying to, to ourselves as Christians that I believe, I'll believe Jesus when I can see him. Okay? 
Right. So in other words, you, you know, to boil, to boil it down to, to, to every day and to the, to, to the here and now is whatever you're experiencing, if you are experiencing something that is troublesome to you, okay, don't wait for some physical evidence, uh, evidence of, of how that trouble is going to be eliminated. Okay? Don't wait until you can see and touch and taste and smell something. Faith is intangible. You can't grab it and handle it and hold it. It's something that you know that you know that you know that you know deep within your heart, deep within your spirit, that God will bring you through. Okay? That's what faith is. Not only when you can see it, not only when you can see it and touch it. Okay? Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believe. Paul had this confidence when he wrote to Timothy 1.12, For I know whom I have believed. For I know whom I have believed. Amen. Amen. The Lord says to you today, do you believe that I am able to do this? Okay. Right. Imagine yourself praying to God for whatever is going on in your life. Imagine praying to God for whatever it is going through your life. And then when you finish the prayer there, God says to you, do you believe that I'm able to do this? You ever stop and think about that? All right. When you're down on your knees and you're pouring your heart out to God, when you're lying there in bed at night, worrying about the next day where you have to face your boss or, or whatever it is, a court situation, whatever it is that may be going on, the doctors, okay, and you're laying there in bed and you sent up this prayer to God, this heartfelt, tearful prayer to God. After that, imagine God saying to you, do you believe that I can do this? God says to you, do you believe that I am able to do this? And then I say to you then, what do you reply? How do you answer? How do you answer? Do you answer, yes, Lord? Do you answer, yes, Lord? Do you believe that I am able to do this, he says to you? And then how do you answer? Do you say, yes, Lord? And then God will come back and say to you, possibly, he then says to you, according to your faith, will it be done unto you? Okay? You send up this prayer, Lord, help me, help me, help me. God says, yes, Lord. And you, then you say, yes, I do believe. Then God turns around and tells you, okay, according to your faith, will it be done unto you? Okay? According to your faith. You can pray all day long and all night long. Pour out your heart to God. The bottom line is, it's according to your faith. Okay? God is a sovereign God. God is, 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 is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. But we can tie God's hands in a heartbeat. And we can tie his hands in a heartbeat by simply not believing and trusting him. Okay? By not believing and trusting him. All right? So as you go through the balance of the day and week ahead of you, think on, think on what we've talked about here today. Think on your measure of belief. Think on your measure of belief for what's going on in your personal life, your measure of belief for what's going on in the world today. Okay? For it is according to your faith, according to your belief, it shall be done unto you. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I pray this message was a blessing to you. And uh, uh, if it has been passed, the links on to our, um, others, as Holy Spirit puts it upon you. You can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net, www.genesis1.sermon.net. 
look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button, click on that, and you'll be automatically notified when these messages are made available. Uh, again, we have a YouTube channel now, just do a search for Genesis One Christian Ministries, Genesis One Christian Ministries, and again, we have free apps available to you on the um, uh, for, for Android and for Apple, you know, go to the respective uh, app stores and you can find those apps free of charge. And uh, when you go to our website, by the way, www.genesis1.7.net, you can also free of charge download the audio portion or the video portion of these messages for future reference if you care to. All right. And um, we're just trying to make these messages available all around the world as much as possible. Uh, um, join us in prayer. Be a partner with us in prayer, uh, uh, knowing that Jesus is indeed Lord, you know, and that when you pray, believe, 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 okay, because it's according to your level of belief that God will reveal himself to you and will um, bring you out of whatever difficulty and challenges that you may be in. You know, amen? Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had from, with you, O Lord God, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as we go through the balance of the day or week ahead of us, O Lord God, that we shall remember these words, O Lord God, and that we shall always search our hearts, O Lord God, and ask the question, how much do I believe, O Lord God? I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone within the sound of my voice, O Lord God, will be touched by this message and that Holy Spirit will speak to their hearts, O Lord God, and bring everyone to a level of belief where you can move and work effectively in their lives, O Lord. This I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God. We love you, Lord. We magnify thy most glorious name because only you are worthy of our praise. We praise you and magnify you in the master's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Okay, so go forth and be blessed. All right. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to you.